0: Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world.
1: That's right, honey. Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity and vulnerability Responsibility. Transform life is about growth,
0: learning, and evolving. A transform life leads to transform communities, and transform communities impact the world. One, One conversation, conversation at a time.
1: We're back. We are focusing on this season's listening and staying curious in our relationships. Mm-mm-mm. Last week, we talked about how to ask better questions of the church. Yep. So, thank you for joining us. This week, honey, what do you have in store for us for asking better questions?
0: Okay, episode two, or for our Spanish listeners, episode dos, which means two in espanol. We are going to be looking (laughs) at how to ask better questions of the Bible. Okay. Okay. So that might seem like a weird thing, um, but to me, it's been uh, one of the most liberating parts of my own spiritual journey, is just learning how to question the yes. Bible. Some of my own uh, story, I, I came to uh, question a Bible way long ago in my youth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a lad of potentially 15, I believe. Wow. Um,
1: I didn't even open a Bible in my life at 15. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I love the Bible. I love the Bible so much. So my parents had like lots of Bibles wow. that they never really opened. I don't think they necessarily expected me to open them. But I did because they looked like spell books. Ooh. They looked like these big like books of like gold letters in the front. I was like, obviously my parents are wizards. And I wanted to be a wizard. <laughs> So I took these Bibles into my little (laughs) fort that I would make with blankets and like, you know, I felt like I had to steal them from the wizard, you know, or the warlocks, whatever. Is there a picture of this? Um, If there was, I probably burned it long ago. And, uh, you know, I just loved it. Mm. I loved the Bible. I was raised Catholic. Um, We did like a lot of religious uh, studies uh, from kindergarten. I was in a school that went from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some wonderful things about that and there were some horrible things about that as well uh but you know it was cool cuz it's like i was always around like spiritual things like i was always like around uh, priests mm-hmm. uh never had a bad experience with a priest always felt like you could argue with a priest That's awesome. you could uh you can engage with a priest never felt disrespected by a priest um uh, i remember uh you know we used to go to confession
1: being <laughs> mm-hmm. catholic i remember that and you had a
0: choice On whether to uh, go into, like, behind a screen.
1: Okay.
0: And, or to, like, sit with the priest.
1: Get out. I never had the
0: choice. Yeah. So, basically, in my my parish, it was you you got to either sit behind a screen Mm -hmm. or you had a choice to sit face to face. All right. And everybody chose to sit behind a screen because, like, you know, you're confessing sin or whatever. And uh, I remember going into, like, the priest and like you know cuz they made you go basically this mm-hmm. was this was like part of your school day it's right. like okay
1: like six period or something <laughs> we got to get we got
0: to get ready for the birth of jesus time for confession it's time mm-hmm. it's time to uh you know get ready for easter we we have to uh you know confess wow. our sins all all stuff like that and i always chose to look the priest in the eye
1: Wow, babe, you never told me this.
0: This was just one of my convictions. I don't know why I even know. I think I knew the word conviction until I I joined uh, our church tradition. Sure. Um, But it was just like, you know, no, like I have nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, You know, I am going to, I want to talk to the priest. I want to look him in the eye when I tell him what I did. (laughs) <laughs> wow you know and i remember one of them going in and being like i don't even know if there's a god this 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 stuff is ridiculous like you know the priest
1: told you that no
0: i said that oh i said that to the priest and the priest was like so respectful hmm. and so like patient and so like that that's that's fine like you know like that's okay to have questions i have questions hmm. and it was just like it was so uh um, gentle wow you know and I, I think at that point in my life I was just so angry. You know, I had I had read a lot of different things, I had a lot of different life challenges up until that point. Uh, and I was just I was just angry.
1: Was this like before or after your nana died?
0: This was like around when my nana died. Mm-hmm. And then I just I lost my I lost my mind. Right. You know, in terms of just like I didn't she was kind of the one who raised me. You know, she was kind of like stability, she was yeah. like the rock, um, you know, and everything like that. So my, so I just, I was just like, I was just lost, you know, went to Catholic, went to a Catholic high school. That's where I really kind of like, you know, even though I was going through like a lot of my biggest questions mm-hmm. during that time, uh, especially as, I don't know how it was for your high school, but in my high school, uh, the, uh, the higher grades you moved up, the more freedom they gave you. Mm-hmm. So I would have like, uh, by my last two years, it was more like a college schedule. So it's like I had classes, but then I had like, I had time. Oh. So I could, we, and there was areas we could congregate, you know? Oh. So, I went to
1: four different high schools, so <laughs> I don't remember ever having time. So
0: during this period, at this point, I was pretty in like the atheist camp, or at least like leaning towards that way. I had read some philosophy, read, read some stuff, you know, basically, obviously as a 17 year old, you know everything, right? So that, <laughs> right, that's where i 16, 17 year old, you know everything. <laughs> That's kind of where I was. It's kind of where I still am today. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Uh, I can tend to feel like I know everything. They're real, honey. But even uh, during these times uh, where I had so many questions, the school had like a little chapel mm. that nobody ever went to. And I would just go there like all the time just to sit uh-huh. and think and talk, you know, like talk to God, talk to myself. It was kind of like out in like down this hallway away from the rest of the school it was open you know Mm -hmm. and um you know you would think it could have gotten like really bad like kids could have been doing like really bad stuff yeah and but no it was like always like kept like pretty sacred pretty Um... like nobody was there so fast forward uh at this point I've become all about science, all about physics, astronomy. You believe in I believe in science. <laughs> you know I was pretty convinced that you know there were too many inconsistencies between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody could figure this stuff out. You couldn't really get clear answers. And uh, I just kind of just felt like, all right, this was made up. It's okay. Some mm-hmm. beautiful things came out of this. Mm-hmm. Some really, really ugly things came out as well. Mm-hmm. And I think at a certain point you're going to love this. Cause I was all about responsibility back then.
1: Nice. I was
0: like, what do you mean I can do whatever I want because Jesus, you know, paid the price. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think people need to take responsibility yes. and stop doing what yeah. they're doing and take responsibility for their lives. And that was the thing that really like, uh, dissuaded me from the whole religion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I felt like, I started to know scientists. I started to know philosophers from school. Uh, very smart people that didn't really have room for God in their lives, mm. and they seemed like great people. Okay. You know, I learned a lot from them. Yeah. So I, you know, became an atheist uh, solidly at that point for like a good, good span of a few years, probably about three to four years. Uh, probably not. Probably felt more like that. It's probably more like.
1: So like towards the end of high
0: school and beginning of college. Towards the end of high school, beginning of college, mm-hmm. uh, first first year of college, mm. definitely. Long story short, I felt like we were missing something deep and fundamental in Christianity. And um, it led me to kind of like walk away from it and kind of feeling like this, this God stuff's not real. Um, you know, there's some beautiful things that came out of it. There's some awful things that came out of it, but we're missing something here. so i come in contact with this campus group uh on my campus they are always asking me to study the bible and so i was like after a while i was like yeah that sounds great like you know this was something that like no one had ever asked me mm-hmm. like you know like the priest did a lot of great job like talking to you and teaching mm-hmm. you and then in one on one conversations they they dealt more with the heart yeah. like you know they wanted to deal with me more, more as a person mm-hmm. than like okay let's have some theological struggle here yeah. you know um whatever um although they were patient with me because i did talk to a few of them um even outside of my parish um about some of this stuff when i found myself in the line to go to confession um but anyway um i said yeah sure Let, let's let's get down and study the bible and i thought it was going to be like a discussion a discussion <laughs> And so, like, I'm coming, and I have all these questions about Codus Sinaticus and Codus fanaticus and like, you know, like early Christianity, early Christianity, and Gnosticism, and some of the the texts that had been found, and, and it was just like it was not that at all. It was kind of more of like, you need to sit down, you need to you need to listen. We're here to teach you. We're going to explain some things to you, and then we're going to ask you some questions, and then you know, so it was. Not something I was I was into, mm-hmm. so I walked. I'm expecting. Yeah, so I kind of like I kind of was like, all right, um, I think we're on different pages here. Uh, we can still be friends and stuff, but I'm done. And then you know, fast forward about a year or so later, uh, we kind of got into contact again. And then you know, at that point, I was like, all right, you know, maybe I don't know everything I, I thought I, I knew. Just, I'm,
1: I'm in there a girl. At this point, that's when you came back.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that, that was so my, my ex girlfriend from high school ended up in this church.
1: Mm, right, right. I remember you telling me that.
0: And then so she, like, we were very, very close, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, again, when you're 16, 17, you think you know everything. Right. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So she kind of like, encouraged me to give this another shot. Maybe you don't know as much as you think you know. Mm. You know, you seem it's good. You seem sad. You seem thank like, thank you, you don't by the this. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, So anyway, you know, I did. And I kind of like was like, all right, maybe there's stuff I don't know here. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's things that I can learn from them. Uh, So I kind of just sat down and shut up and like I listened to everything. And then, uh, you know, I kind of like was like, wow, okay, like these people are really trying to reclaim first century Christianity, Yeah, something I'd always wanted. Like, you know, they yeah. they, were like, right? they were like, we have no creeds, we have no, we're not part of any domination, we're non-denominational, the Bible is our creed, yeah. and um, and it was great, you know, and it's like, so instead of like thinking a lot about the Bible, mm-hmm. which how I was raised and how I was trained, Catholicism mm-hmm. growing up in that and I excelled in all those classes. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, which was more of like philosophy. You were a Bible
1: and, nerd back
0: then. Well, really, I didn't even know it. I was more of a nerd of philosophy mm-hmm. because so much of that had been influenced by Western philosophy and stuff That's like right. that. So this was like the first time I'd ever been encountered with a group of people who they were all young. They were all had great friendships. They were all in each other's lives. Something else I was, I was really uh, craving, mm-hmm. but they also like just read the Bible all the time. And it's just like, and so they, they kind of tried to use the Bible as their uh,
1: moral guidebook.
0: Yeah. Moral guidebook. Exactly. Um, so if they had question, like, you know, and they had this thing back then they called it like a discipling tree. Mm-hmm. So basically the idea was uh, in order to train and mentor uh, young people, Christians, mm-hmm. you needed somebody who had been doing it longer, and it kind of went all the way up, and so everybody was kind of like assigned, uh, just to make sure that everybody was being taken care of. Mm-hmm. At the time, I loved it.
1: Channel communication. Yeah, mm-hmm. and,
0: you know, and I think there were some great things about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had some, I had some great mentors that, you know, if I maybe if I had just gone to that church and just hoped it would happen accidentally, mm-hmm. I might not have had all those conversations, all those talks, and learned all those things. Yada yada yada. So, what does this have to do with asking better questions of the Bible? I remember I was preparing for a Bible talk in uh, one, of, one of the apartments of the Sisters where we had the Bible talk. huh so they were all like running around like a bunch of Martha's getting stuff ready. <laughs> you know who you are. Some of them we still know. Yeah. Uh, and dearly. Dearly. Uh, and I kind of just had some time just to sit. Right. And so I was kind of just reading through the book of Hebrews. And I got to the part where it talks about, you know, the mountain that can't be touched, you know, about thunder and lightning and all these things. And I was like, all these things about the temple, about priests, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know this stuff, you know." Hmm. And so I just decided, for the first time, you know, as a believer in God again, uh, I was going to read. At, at that time, it was the New International Version, and I just started at the beginning, and I just read it, and I tried to read it.
1: You mean the whole Bible.
0: Yeah. Okay. I started Genesis 1.
1: Again?
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the first time really as like a believer. Okay. You know, and the tradition was, a, the translation was different too than like the Catholic okay. translation. So just starting with Genesis, I read through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, I feel like I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why didn't I know that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then like you realize, okay, as a Catholic, you don't really read the Bible. You read little bits and pieces. And in this tradition that I was in, like you know, that where where our Bible was supposedly our standard, we really kind of picked and chose things too. Mm-hmm. And kind of reading the whole thing, I was like, "Wow, I think I think we have some stuff wrong." You know, this is going to be amazing. People are going to be so happy.
1: to have such great debate. <laughs>
0: we're going to have some great talks about this, and that was not my reality.
1: It wasn't welcome.
0: It was definitely not welcomed. Um, and you know. It was it was kind of like at the time I was very devastated, like you know, and I and I kind of even came from a point of view. I was like, I don't even know if I'm I'm totally right here, guys. Like, but this is what I'm reading, and yeah. I feel like we're doing some things wrong. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them had to do with the way we were treating each other mm-hmm. in some of these uh, relationships that we had. And then you know, I was I, I remember kind of being one of the only people who was like concerned mm-hmm. with some of the stuff I read in scripture. And then, um, you know, our church went through a crisis, uh, realizing that there were other people who were maybe thinking and feeling the same thing and just kind of went into self-isolation, I guess, you know, before I, I went into social distancing, <laughs> not really social distancing, but ideological so- distancing where being like, oh, wow, okay, I really want to learn more about the Bible. Mm. I really want to understand all this. I feel like it's important. You know, my, I have my faith in God now intact. But what do I do, you know? And so I kind of learned to ask better questions of the Bible. And as I read it, I realized, wow, like there's a lot of people in here who are questioning the Bible, like, you know, in the Bible, they're like, they're having problems <laughs> with the Bible and they're in the Bible. Like a lot of the Psalms are like angry with God and they're like, but you said this, mm-hmm. you said that we would be a kingdom forever. Why am I sitting on the shores of the waters of Babylon Mm -hmm. what happened you know what happened to your eternal wrestling they were wrestling with the scriptures and so I was like wow okay I'm in good company here Mm -hmm. so we're going to go through um just really three things (laughs) because I've kind of gone long here um that and uh you know love to get your your input and feedback on some of this stuff of how to ask better questions of our Bible. No, Points. number one, be aware of your biases that everyone brings to the Bible. Everyone? Everyone. <laughs> when I was um, a student in high school, I had great history teachers, and they all would claim that they were completely unbiased. That, that was their gold standard of teaching. I'm teaching you just the facts of history. You guys can you know come to your own conclusions. That was completely garbage. <laughs> Nobody comes to anything without thinking that they know something about a subject. Mm-hmm. You can't escape your own prejudices. You can't mm-hmm. escape your own biases. Yeah. You can't escape uh, feeling that you know something about something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you need to be able to do and what you can be is to be aware of those biases.
1: Yeah, that we all have it.
0: Yeah, that we all have it.
1: Just like how we came into this podcast, even yeah. individually.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Howard, because.
1: Amen for humility.
0: There, there's an ancient, um, I think it's from the Tao Te Ching, from some Asian book okay. that I, I read a long time ago. It says, Those who know, know they do not know. Cool. Yeah. I like that. So it's kind of just understanding that, okay, I have some biases here that I'm bringing to this document. Um, what can I do to try and like deal with those as I encounter the text? trying to encounter the text uh, as if you've never encountered it before. I I was actually in a lecture uh, online, but I was in a lecture, where the teacher was kind of saying, okay, I want you to imagine that this book, you've just found it. Right, and you have no, you have no history with it. You don't know what it is, and I give it to you, and I ask you to figure out who wrote this. So, what can you say about the author authorship of this document, just by what's in the document, not what you think, cool. not what your tradition tells you? And we were talking about the, uh, you know, the first five books of Moses or the Torah, the Torah. right, or the <laughs> Pentateuch. Right, who who wrote this? And kind of just based on what was inside, the, the textual clues, what could we, what we, it was a wonderful, it was an amazing exercise. I learned a lot from that. Basically, the idea was like trying to approach the Bible every time you read it as if this is the first time you've read it.
1: That's beautiful.
0: So I try and do this every year. I try and start the year off Genesis 1, and I just try and read it as if I, I've never read this before.
1: That's how I feel right now after just doing deeper dives. Like, wow, I've never read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. I am an infant. And, I, you know, I've been a disciple for over 15 years, almost 20 now.
0: What? And
1: uh, I feel like I'm approaching it as an infant, and it's exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to offer some good. And I think a good way of doing that is by listening to people that don't necessarily agree with you. So one of the
1: great practice. one of the
0: diss- disservices I feel like my tradition did uh, to me and to others, uh, kind of like you know, growing up spiritually in this tradition, is that they even had like their own publishing company. Mm-hmm. So with that publishing company, they they took preachers who were great preachers and great people, and they said, "Hey, wow, you're a great person. You're a great preacher." Why don't we write? You, why don't you write a book? <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of these books were just not, not great, in my in my humble opinion, and uh, and it only kind of like talked about things that were already in the box that you were familiar with. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, when non-denominationalism claims to be non-denomination, that also is a denomination in and of itself.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's it's too naive to think that your creed. Or your theology is going to be the Bible. Mm-hmm. It can't just be the Bible. You need mm-hmm. someone to kind of like go in and unpack things. And everyone has their own, like, you know, like proof text when it comes to using the Bible. Well, A plus B obviously equals C. Mm-hmm. But when looking at it from another point of view, it's like, well, actually, A plus B kind of equals pi square root D over 26. Mm-hmm. Terrible example. That's okay. Sorry. But yeah, just... Getting, getting exposed to different perspectives. And I would like okay. to to recommend a few here. The first one is a, a book by N.T. Wright. Yeah,
1: Shout it out is, to all N.T. Wright geeks.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the title of the book, it's a, it's a deceptively small little book. I read it um, thinking that it was going to take me like a week. It was so small. Oh, I
1: have not read this. One.
0: one month later, I was still in it. I, I am not usually a highlighter highlighting person in my books I was highlighting all over this thing I think there's more highlighting than there is empty space Mm -hmm. in this book because it was just like it was like someone
1: I need a new book
0: it it was like they say trying to take a drink from a fire hose it was just like so much was packed in all of his words and that book I believe is called scripture and the authority of God by N.T. Wright and it was just like it just blew my mind and it changed the way that I read the bible uh, two other things I want to recommend are the Bible Project. Uh, the videos are but great. Your
1: wife is a huge
0: fan. Uh, oh, web- the podcast. The website Add is great. Watch so the videos, but the podcast is where really where I feel like the real treasures are, yes. because a lot of times like you have the two minute or the five minute video, mm-hmm. and what the podcast does is it shows you the week long, <laughs> or sometimes like long. the month months of conversations yeah. that Tim and John had. Um, to kind of make those videos.
1: And can I say just like Tim's humility? He's the scholar. He's like over whatever, 20, a few decades. And John will, you know, bring a question. He's like, you know what? I didn't think about that. And I'm like, wow. This guy is so humble. So shout out to Timmy.
0: Awesome. (laughs) And the second podcast I would like to recommend is uh, the Bima or the Bama. I think... um, what they're trying to do over there is a uh, very honorable. Uh, I'm a I'm a beam, I'm a Bema Podrishner, as they like to say. I listen to them every single week, um, and I, I know it is it's long. They're trying to basically walk you through the entire Bible, uh, to show you like the whole thing, which is not really what the Bible Project does. It takes more like big themes, yeah. and then it kind of shows you how it, these big themes are kind of like all over the place in the Bible. So they're doing similar things, but like in a different way. I'm loving Bima's approach. I would say even if you just committed to doing their Torah series, Mm -hmm. which is the session one, I think, and then, and just maybe even pausing or then deciding if you're going to continue. uh, I think that is something that can just really change your perspective because it gives you more of the Jewish perspective. Mm -hmm. I I remember realizing, you know, 10, 12 years ago, wait a minute when the new Testament is talking about scriptures they're not talking about Romans. Right. They're not talking about the New Testament. The New Testament was still being written. Right. Right. They are talking about the Old Testament, this yep. big body of work that none of us really know. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should know that the Bible that Jesus used was the Old Testament. Right. So there are things there that we need to know. Uh, so I would recommend that book by N.T. Wright, Scripture and the Authority of God, Um uh, those two podcasts, um, the Bible projects. I think the Bible project is great. Just dive into one of their podcasts, start at the beginning of a theme that interests you. You can see all their episodes on iTunes or whatever you use for your podcast. And BIMA it's the same thing. Now, some of my friends who are doing BIMA, uh, this, I don't want to recommend against this. What, what they're doing is they're like, they're taking it very, very slowly, right? They're going through episode by episode. They're like, Re-listening to it, taking notes. I think the first time through, just just listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Listen to the whole, especially the session on Torah, and then if you if you want, go back and like pick out some of the tools. Maybe make notes as you go with some of the books they recommend and some of the other uh, teachings they recommend. But really, like just going through the whole thing, I think at least once kind of gives you the overall view of where they're trying to go. So that's all and be aware of your biases that everyone brings to reading the Bible. Number two, um, this kind of goes into what we're talking about with some of these different resources, except that you might not know what the Bible is actually saying. Um, I think a lot of times we can go into conversations thinking that we know everything,
1: Uh
0: right? Especially in our Western world where knowledge is power, Uh right? We're hyper-educated. We think everything needs to be... Um, you know dissected academically to the nth degree um, I'm one of those people I love learning I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for you i'd be re- i'd be still researching how to do this podcast and everything we wanted to say uh, without you throwing me into the metaphorical pool as we say
1: you're welcome
0: yeah <laughs> so accept that you might know might not know what the bible is actually saying and that uh, just questioning what you think you know I'm going to recommend another book. I I don't know. Maybe I'm recommending too many books a year. Um, this is kind of a dangerous book, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. Uh, my only caution would be like, don't don't go off and yell at your pastor or <laughs> someone who taught you things after reading this book. It's uh, Peter Enns, "The Sin of Certainty." I think is a great is a great book for for this. Just understanding that you know what. The Bible doesn't care about you knowing certain things, and the Bible is okay with that. We need to be okay too. Number three, read the Bible in its context, not in your own. Just remembering the Bible was not written to you; it really wasn't even written for you. These are most of it is someone else's scriptures, right? It's Jewish scriptures, um, and the context. And when it was written does influence some of its meaning. So just trying not to take the Bible out of its, its own context and forcing it into yours.
1: Could you give an example?
0: Uh, yeah. So like, for instance, when, you know, the Bible talks about end times or what's going to happen when Jesus comes back, it talks about someone being in a field and there there'll be two in the field. One will be taken. The other will be left behind, you know, most of us want to be the ones get, that get taken away and taken up to heaven. But reading it from more of a Jewish point of view, right, an Old Testament point of view, uh, the thought, theology seems to be more in line of, like, the flood. The sinner is going to be swept away. The unbeliever is going to be swept away, taken away. Mm-hmm. And the righteous is going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. So realizing it, and it might not seem to change much, but, you know, if to me it really does. Because it's like looking at it from a point of view, you're thinking, yes, I can't wait to be taken away from this world is gonna be destroyed. (laughs) And then the Bible's like, no, listen to what I'm saying. What I'm really saying is like, the unbeliever is gonna be swept away. Uh, The righteous will stay behind and inherit the new earth, the new heaven, and all that wonderful stuff.
1: So, um, in the spirit of asking better questions of the Bible, you have suggested three things. Be aware of your biases that everyone brings to reading the Bible. And the fact is, is that we all do. Mm -hmm. Number two, you mentioned accept that you might not know what the Bible is actually saying. And I would encourage those who took your recommendations of the two podcasts to pick one one of the things that has worked a lot for me is when you batch like when you focus hmm. on one thing uh and, and, for, and for me and this is again this is a suggestion you could either go with jimmy listen to lots of podcasts or you <laughs> two different could different approaches here two different separate approaches i know i took the bible project and uh my first interest was wisdom uh it's like as a very curious woman that I am, and you're
0: so wise, it, and it was
1: it was so great. It was very encouraging to go down that series that took me back to Genesis, and took me to the overriding theme of the Bible being a unified story that leads to Jesus.
0: Let me say though, the um, the wisdom series was my sneaky way of getting Patty in because she would listen to me listening to the Bible Project, and she'd be like oh, what's up with these music breaks?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 which now I love it. I know we added to the podcast, <laughs> but it was really about like, let's stop, retrieve, meditate, and reflect on what we just said. Mm. So I've obviously come a long way, and I, I don't know how many times I've been giving Timmy and John shout-outs. So going back to this approach, choose a series on what you may not know about the Bible. So, choose something that challenges you. The third point was read the Bible in its content, not in your own so, Being good for that. So, I will say that the Bible Project
0: is really
1: <laughs> excellent on Heaven on Earth mm. series because I really do believe that we don't take responsibility for our current home, which is Earth. And we could just be, you know what, I'm going to heaven. I really should not care about anything else here. And I know that for me personally, that bothered me when a brother challenged me when we were in that double date. And you know who you are, brother, at Bear Burger, uh, somewhere in uh, New York. And he mentioned, you know what? we don't take care of our earth. We don't take care of our cows because we were at Bear Burger. And and I was like, that is so interesting. That thought led right into the heaven and earth series. And going back to the example that you did, you know, where some sisters would be like, yeah, I can't wait to be taken away. And I was like, uh, I'm glad that you are thinking <laughs> you're going – I'm staying in this beautiful earth that I'm going to contribute. Mm. So for some of you, this may be something completely, I don't know, taboo, if that's the word. But I know a few years, about a year ago, I would have listened to Jimmy and would have think he's nuts. Uh, and She still thinks I'm nuts. That's true. But in the spirit of asking better questions. Yes. Let's get in that habit of listening to different uh, people outside our circles as well. And I believe the Bible Project, and I know that Jimmy's talked about Bema, uh, I've listened to maybe just two or three, so because I'm still narrowing, batching my Bible Project uh, series, uh, however, Please let us know. Please head over to our website at www.ysuperstars.com/life-to-the-full-podcast. Let us know which one of these three points about asking better questions of the Bible speaks to you. Which one? What approach are you going to take? Are you going to stay with one podcast or just? or maybe focus on books, what are you going to do? Are you going to do all the way like my husband? <laughs> are you going to land in a few things? Um, and I know for me, the Bible Project has been great on the podcast, following with all the readings that they have, such as N.T. write books. And it's been a great journey. And, and, and I, I feel, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm really approaching opening my Bible as a baby who's just so excited to allow the scriptures to speak to me in a way that it never has
0: alright guys that's it for this episode uh, we'll see you guys back next week same time same
1: gonna be the topic, channel babe? and we're going to
0: be doing uh asking better questions of the big g-o-d of <laughs> god himself and ha- how as disciples of christ that is our absolute responsibility yes um don't forget as patty said to check out our website that's where all the best discussions take place there will be links there to some of our books that we recommended And the podcast as well. Please, if you, please, 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 if you like and you're going to read some of those books, use our links. They help support the podcast uh, with no additional charge to you. See you next week, guys. That's it for the show, folks. Check.